The dungeon delves on as Octavia and Carhoon make their way through the crypts deep beneath the city of Montagnon. What have they come here to find? Are some secrets meant to stay buried? And if they're not going to weigh anything, can they at least sing a few octaves? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. I am Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I am your resident master of dungeons. Austin. I'm supposed to say my <laughs> name sorry. more time. I was waiting for you to be like Austin, and I was like, should I go? Is he going to say it? It's like, wait, I forgot how to do this. Let me try that again. <laughs> and I'm Austin. Your resident dungeon master. If you like what you hear in the next hour or so, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. It's a really great way for us to get higher on the charts and grow our audience and find more great listeners like you. Another great way for us to grow is by sharing us with your friends. So please do just that. Oh, man. I am ready to delve into the, the this dungeon. We can, yeah, so, so we, can, we can go ahead and get started as I put my dm hat on if it fits over the headphones that i'm wearing currently <laughs> might be a tight fit but we'll, we'll make it work it's an imaginary hat so i think it should be okay it could be like the sorting hat and be humongous no it's not real oh so i can i can put it on over anything <laughs> <laughs> well it doesn't have to be a hat then if it's imaginary because i said so <laughs> Anyway, so you and Carhoon have finally gotten to the city of Montignon, and mm-hmm. you finally, even after a bit of a bureaucracy and wandering around, found your way into the Chapel of Scales, where you are currently. You had a brief conversation with your Dave, a buddy, who wasn't particularly enlightening or helpful, nope. but he was just like, ah, you're, you're on the right path. Keep on going. I'll, I mean, I'll that's at least helpful. <laughs> So he he was happy to see you, and then he just kind mm-hmm. of wandered off and did angel cat things. Yep. And so you descended deep, deep, deep into the ground beneath the city into an ancient crypt, mm-hmm. holding the remains of what you uh, guessed to be the first elves of some high stature because they were held in these this special crypt not buried mm-hmm. like the common peons mm-hmm. it's really crazy i mean to actually see physical like remains of these like first elves i mean it was thousands of years mm-hmm. ago and we know nothing about them i mean i wish you i could be like yeah i'm like can we do a bone sample like you know well i'm glad neither of you are a cleric because then you would have access to speak with the dead and oh i'm not my, prepared to oh, do that oh my gosh that would have been so cool oh when i leveled I up i should have taken that. a level in cleric too late ah! it's too late no yeah I, I was not ready for that oh that would have been <laughs> dope though it would have would have been cool probably would have ended the episode and been like i gotta think about this for a week <laughs> or two so you you found this crypt. Mm-hmm. There were two doorways, one collapsed and one that seemed open, and you made right. your way through, solved the quick little dragon breath puzzle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and went through the convergence of these two 
gouts of fire and ice, which formed a nice little pocket of safe passage. And now you are here. Uh, you have exited the torrents of dragon breath into a long hallway, at the end of which you can see there is a stone door with uh, brass rungs on on each of each of these doors meant for pulling it open. Okay, so it's a, like a double door. It's like a double door. All right. It is a double. It's not like a double door. It's it is an, a double in door. fact a double door. <laughs> exactly it like an, a, it's a tri- it's a triple door. Oh my gosh! We actually Figure have that out physics. And we actually have one of those at work, and it's always super confusing because you have no idea which side the hinge is on because it's just three doors in a row and two are on the same side and coming in and go. It's it's sometimes I was imagining like one door on either side that opens like normal doors open and in the middle there's one with like a hinge at the top so it like i mean that would upward. be cooler but i mean that would be cool yeah. maybe it's a rotating door oh is it just one no, door then if door. it's a dub- if it's a rotating door because it's technically has like four spokes is it a door or is, is it more of an entry i don't know <laughs> it's a double door <laughs> just peaked with that laugh <laughs> what is a door <laughs> oh my god what gosh. defines a door now it's a double door brass rungs okay Pulling it open. Cool. cool cool what cool. do you do um so how far away am i uh it's i mean it's maybe 10 15 20 feet all right i just want to do a perception check down the hallway to see for traps or other sure. types of things i rolled a 14 can carhoon do one as well sure Oh, he rolled a 16. The two of you examine this hallway, and as best as you can tell, you don't detect any traps. Okay. What do you do? Can you tell me the parameters of Arcana checks again? I don't want to treat it like detect magic. It's not. Exactly. I know sometimes I have the... It's easy to be like... Basically, I want to see, like, is there any magic type of stuff? Arcana checks are generally there for, like, here's an object that looks okay. like it might be magic. Here's some runes that look like, runes, R-U-N-E-S, that look like they might have some magical significance. Or, like, here's a, here's, um, some arcane phenomenon. Or that guy's casting a spell. What okay. is it? Okay, cool. Stuff like that. All right. Well, now that we have determined that there are no apparent traps on this hallway, we are going to proceed down it cautiously. You proceed cautiously down the hallway. Nothing happens, and you reach the door, the double door, in fact, with the brass rungs. <laughs> Can Is it appropriate to do an arcana check on these doors that could potentially be magical? Um, You just you look it over, and you don't get the sense that it's magic you don't see any like engravings or carvings and i'm just going to carry over your perception check you don't see anything like that sounds good um can i do a perception check on the the doors specifically or would that be investigation to see if they are trapped you can investigate the doors octavia rolls a ooh, she'd be so dumb well she rolled a crit fail and she has a negative one so zero for octavia and for carhu I think that's a door. <laughs> Carhoon rolls a nine. Uh, you do not detect any traps. Okay. Well, then Octavia will turn to Carhoon and say, well, there seems to be a door for each of us. Shall we open them up? Sure. 
All right. And Octavia will grab the, the rung on the door on the right and mm-hmm. gesture to Carhoon to grab the one on the left. And kind of she's going to do like a on the count of three and they will pull them open or attempt to he, rather. Okay. Yeah. You, you do that and the doors swing open. Okay. What do we see? You see that these doors open up into a circular hub with very little adornment. There's a few plain pillars that are lining the walls of this circle. An unlit chandelier is hanging down from the center of the slightly domed ceiling. And in front of you, on sort of the forward arc that you can see, there are five doors uh, arrayed across this curved wall. The door in the center of the five is much grander than the rest. It's sort of a brass-paneled door that gleams in the faint light that you guys are letting in. The four others, uh, two on either side of the center door, are much less resplendent. They're just kind of like big stone slabs. Okay, and those five doors are the only doors? Yes. Okay. Except for the one you came in. Right, 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 right. Um... Can I just do a perception check in this room to check for any sort of trap? Sure. Octavia rolls a 10, and Carhoon rolls a... <laughs> he rolls a 1, 2, That's crit fails okay to me. in the first and 10 minutes or so. Uh, your 10 does not alert you to anything that you should be alert about. Is there any, can I do like a history check to try to determine what the use of this room would be? The the room that had the crypts, it's relatively obvious that it was a burial place, but this seems a bit different. Can I, what can I check would that be to check that out? Yeah, sure. You can try a history. Okay. I should have picked something else because I'm not good at history. Mm-hmm. Austin. What? I wrote another, another one? one. Okay. Well, best to get these out of skill checks oh my gosh you know death saving throws or something okay well that dice is going in dice jail um can carhoon also roll because he's like a scholar or whatever sure oh mention fresser okay oh my gosh i just rolled a 20 (laughs) oh my gosh a roller coaster well with that I, I again. Twenty three total. To <laughs> listen a bit closely to previous episodes, but uh, Carhoon uh, tells you it appears that this section of this underground complex that we are traveling in seems a bit uh, newer of construction than the crypt we initially came into. It seems like it was added on after the fact. I don't know if this had necessarily any particular function in relation to the crypt. It seems generally unrelated. Hmm. Just kind of like the crypt was a way to get to this place? Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. Hmm. So newer and unrelated, basically. Yes. Newer is relative. It's still very old. But seemed like like it was still built... 1,500 years instead of 2,000 years, something like that, you know. Okay, but still built by the first elves? Uh, I mean, that would be... He rolled a 23, that would be his guess. Okay. The architecture is not drastically different. Okay. So there are the five doors. Four are relatively mundane. That center one is much more ornate, has the brass on it. (laughs) Okay. Is that a double door or are they all single doors as well? 
Well, the four normalish lesser less cool doors are just like they're big stone slabs. Mm-hmm. You don't actually see like fittings or knobs or oh. poles or rungs or stuff on them. Okay. Uh the other door, uh it's a reasonably sized room and it is still relatively dark. I believe somebody has a torch. But, I think so, yeah. Um you would have to get a bit closer to investigate. Okay, and how big is this room again? Did you say how big a cross it is? I didn't, but we'll say it's about 40 feet across. Maybe 50. 50 sounds better. Well, it's we about be a 50-foot to... diameter. We should be able to see relatively well, then, if we have a torch, since we both have dark You vision. can see in dim light, which technically I should have given you a disadvantage on all those perception checks, because even in dim light, you can see, but you still get disadvantage on your perception Oh, really? <gasps> yes. You go with the torch? Yeah, yep. Yep. Okay. Because a torch shines. Let's get into the nitty-gritty <laughs> of it. A torch shines bright light in a 20-foot radius and dim light in a 20-foot radius outside of that. So if you're in the doorway, you actually couldn't, you could just barely see that that uh, rear wall. Okay. So if you want to investigate anything, you would have to get up to it. All right. Well, I think we will both tentatively step into the room then. You step into the room. Yes. How far into the room? <laughs> Always scary when you ask questions like that. Um, I'm just, I'm just uh, trying to get a sense of what you're doing. I mean, Octavia will say we should probably proceed with caution, and we'll take a couple, just a couple steps forward, so that they could maybe see the door a little bit better. Okay. I mean, Carhoon will do the same. He'll follow her. So we'll probably go in what we needed to get in about 10 more feet so that we could see the door yeah. a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll go in 10 more feet. Okay. So you walk in 10 more feet. You can see that there's some, there's no fittings on any of the more mundane doors, but there are some, some gleaming fittings on the ornate door and above okay. the four mundane doors you can see there's sort of like plaques arrayed above them oh. with some writing on them but you can't read it from this distance okay octavia will say i feel like i'm sure that those plaques above the four those four stone doors they could tell us something about this this more ornate door, which seems to be probably the way that we need to go, but I feel like we should look at those before we try to open anything or anything along those lines. So she's going to then head to the left and go along the arc and look at those plaques above the stone doors. Oh, okay. Uh, so you're approaching them? Correct. I mean, okay. cautiously. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she's yeah, not still, I mean, she's just not like r- barreling forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you you approach, and as you cross about the center point of the room, the door all the way on the left, the stone slab starts oh, grinding no. upwards. Oh and no! Oh it, it no! Just, it just opens. It just rolls up to the top and stands open. Okay. So, I mean, the way that you were saying it was, it was I was about to be ready, and just something <laughs> rolls out of it, and here's the basilisk, or something along nope, those lines. Nothing, I was definitely anticipating that. Nothing uh, Nothing jumps out at you, just the door opens, slides open. Okay. And you can approach and examine the doors and the plaques if you would like. Yes, we would. We would like. Okay. Do you read the plaques above each door? Well, I mean, if we're at this very, to the most left door, mm-hmm. 
we're going to look at that plaque first and then peer into what is behind that door. Okay. Behind that door. Well, the the plaque above that door. Yes. Do you read Elvin? Elvish? Yes. Okay. It's in very old dialect of Elvish, but you can get the general idea between the two, you and Carhoon, the elf himself. Uh, mm-hmm. And, shelf. you know, he's a scholar, so if there's some weird, you know, vernacular or something that's kind of ancient, we mm-hmm. can, together, we can, like, piece it together. Yes, he translates the plaque above that door to read fleet of foot. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then what is behind the door? Behind the door, it's it's actually, you can't really see. It's almost like the the way past it it's not quite a hallway but it's just sort of the wall is kind of shimmering and, and rippling oh so there's some sort of distortion like visual distortion yeah okay kind of like the ripley stargate type of thing yeah okay okay the event horizon <laughs> is the proper terminology I'm so sorry i apologize for my ignorance Fleet of foot, and then, okay. I will go to, or we will go to the second door on the left. The one to the immediate left of the brass door. The immediate left of the brass door is, says, strong of body. Okay. And does that stone door similarly begin to open at our presence? Nope. Oh. Okay. Well, we will continue along the arc. Is there anything written above the brass door? There is not. Okay. Are you looking at the brass door, though? Yes. So the brass door has some fittings, which the other doors do not. And you notice that the brass door has four keyholes in, like, a vertical line right where a doorknob should be. Mm -hmm. And... All of them are made out of a different metal, which you can probably guess to be gold, silver, bronze, and copper. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, we will proceed to the door to the immediate right of the brass door. To the immediate right is a door that says pure of will. Okay. And then the final door. And that does not open. None of. Yep. It does not open. Okay. Right, and then the final door? The final door says keen of mind. Hmm. That is not necessarily Octavia. She is wise, (laughs) but she is dumb. (laughs) Oh, man. So what do you do? What do the two of you do? All right. um, So fleet of foot, strong of body, pure of will, and keen of mind. Indeed. Can you refresh my memory just a teeny bit about i know it was very vague but carastus definitely implied that this was part of god's call al absalom's call is that right yeah to an extent to an extent to an extent okay octavia will sigh and she'll turn to carhoon and it seems we have Little to no choice but to play this game, this these series of riddles that have been presented to us. And as the way appears shut every other way, 
Shall we proceed to the fleet of foot door? I'm right behind you. And they'll walk over to the fleet of foot door, and along the way, <laughs> Octavia's gonna just try the brass door. It does not. Uh, that's what I figured. <laughs> like I was like, well, I hadn't even tried it. I should at least try it, because you not? never know. Yeah. It's kind of like when you, you just assume know. a door is locked, and then you try it, and you're like, oh, it's open. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're gonna stand in front of the distorted kind of that distortion of reality inside the fleet of foot door. That one that is furthest on the left. So is this a time that we could do an arcana check? Because this definitely seems like some sort of magical barrier. Okay. Well, the three natural one dice is in dice jail. I'm using my natural 20 dice now. We'll see if this one helps at all. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, for Octavia, that is a four. And for Carhoon, that is a, oh my gosh, six. <laughs> well, it seems like it's probably something magical yeah. just based on what it looks like, yeah. but neither of you are terribly sure what it might be. Okay. I mean, just based on the fact that it's in a doorway, you would guess it's probably some sort of, you know, maybe it's a a, a barrier as like a security measure mm-hmm. to to scan you. Maybe it's going to, you know, teleport you like a Stargate somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going to kill you instantly when you walk through. Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's... Those are all really comforting. Um. Thanks, guys. Episode 17, we made it. Show's over. Uh, they both die when they try to walk through the only open door in the room. So. <laughs> well, curiosity killed the adventurers. Uh, this is actually Tomb of Horrors version 2. <laughs> Little did this Gwyneth is a doorway know. of annihilation. Well, to that end, uh, Octavia is going to stick one of her hands through it. Your hand is sliced up now. Um, <laughs> There's a bit of resistance, and then it just kind of pops through. You don't feel necessarily any different. And I can feel like I can still move my fingers? Yeah. I pull my hand back out. It's intact. Okay. I don't all of us... It's green now. I was like, I don't all of a sudden have leprosy on my hand? Nope. Okay. Well, Octavia's gonna look at Carhoon and say, Well, allons-y, and she's going to pop through. Carhoon follows you and says, is that Dwarvish? I, I don't recognize that phrase. <laughs> and you guys pop out, and you determine that, hey, this door was not designed to kill me. That instantly. is good. As you get to the other side, you feel a bit uh, disoriented for just a moment, mm-hmm. uh, but it soon passes. You find yourself oh, man. sort of in... A small, it's sort of like a, an antechamber, but it looks more like a natural cave than anything. Okay. And you can see that a few feet ahead of you, it opens up into something much wider and more massive that you can't quite, uh, cannot quite get a look at yet. Okay. Uh, Octavia's going to turn around and see if she sees the doorway behind her still. Yeah, it's there. Okay. She's going to try to put her hand through. It goes through. Okay. And then she's going to be like, it's it's good to know that... You pull back a stump. <laughs> oh, my, God. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Oh Sorry, how many times can I make that? I joke? was just about to be like, I don't want to like well, you diss your more joke, door. jokes. Three, three, oh, three please, please. Oh, oh my gosh, she's gonna be like. Just to psych you out, the last door is just gonna be like, yep. It will actually cut off all my fingers. Yeah, it's just gonna, it's just gonna kill you when you walk through. Kidding. Uh, Good thing I have a backup <laughs> character in my in, in my brain percolating. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, yes, you are you are in this place. Okay. It opens up into this much wider chamber. You can see the faint glow of light coming from from below as it sort of opens up and declines. Okay. So, how big is the antechamber? Ten by ten. Okay. It's about the size of like a decent sized room, but okay. not huge, like a bedroom size thing. Okay. Um, but again, it's a cave. Right, right, right. So obviously not like this is precise. So uh, Octavia and Carhoon will proceed to the uh, opening that's across the way that is seeming to lead into the bigger room. Okay. You go to sort of this, the, the threshold of this door, and you look down and you see a massive, massive, massive big old cave. Okay. On the bottom... Like on the the floor mm-hmm. of the cave, a, a decent distance below you, you can see what looks like a sort of hedge maze. Oh, it's a hedge maze, uh, oh. and sort of floating uh, over and around it to sort of illuminate the thing because it's a dark cave. Or some just little floating fairy lights. They're little, just like orbs of white light that shine light on El Maze, the the maze, not corn. And <laughs> all of a sudden, corn maze. Please make it be that this entire adventure has taken place in Ohio <laughs> or rural Pennsylvania. <laughs> Kennywood Fright Nights coming your way. <laughs> um, but there's this hedge maze down there with some lights, and yeah, that that is what you can see. You think roll a perception okay. check. Okay, yeah. I'm using a different dice. Oh my gosh. 10 for Octavia and for Carhoon. 16. It looks like there's something something down there, like a little a little person maybe at the entrance. Oh. And as he points that out, you can see, yeah, far far below down at sort of like where the entrance of these hedges open up that you could potentially enter them. Yeah, there's a little Looks like a little, little tiny thing. Okay, so how far above the ground are we right now? I mean, you're not like it's not like a cliff, but it's just it opens up and then there's like a hill downward. Okay, so it's not it's not a, a sheer drop off that we can like no, walk you can, down. It's a just like a path decline. that walks okay, okay. declines in altitude. But how still how far down does that person seem tiny because of distance, or does the person seem tiny because they are actually physically tiny? A little bit of both. Okay. A little column A, a little column B. Okay. And uh, how big does this cave room seem? I know there are fairy lights illuminating some of it. Is, are they illuminating the whole thing? Or how how big is this maze that we're talking about? Very big. <laughs> the technical term of very big. The technical term. Okay. If, you're, if you need to know for like a spell range or something, I will come up with something. Okay. It, it was just but more I, to kind of... So that I could understand what Octavia is feeling like in the enormous. Think of like a hedge maze you would see in real life. Okay. I've never seen a hedge maze in real life. 
they're big because it's a maze <laughs> and it has to fit actual people right, in right, there. Right. Okay. So like acres. Yeah, that makes sense. A couple acres. Okay. Yeah. So it's 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 part of big. Sounds good. Well, fleet of foot. I just keep thinking that we're going to be chased by something in a maze, and that sounds just so terrifying. Okay. Okay. Fleet of foot. Well, Octavia is going to nod her head at Carhoon and be like, let us descend. And she's going to start walking down the hill. He follows. And then we're going to walk up to the little person. Okay. Uh, You start approaching the entrance to this cave, and by proxy, this little person. And as you get closer, you can see that, yeah, it's tiny. Like, it's smaller than a gnome. It's, oh, wow. it's very, very little. Um, and you notice that the first thing that strikes you, it has sort of an electric blue skin oh. and sort of long, wispy blue hair mm-hmm. and big old pointy ears, mm. like longer and pointier than Carhoon's. Mm-hmm. And it's just sort of like leaning against the hedge it's small enough and doesn't weigh enough that it like is falling through falling through it's just, yeah it's just little it's like you know a foot and a half tall it's, wow it's small okay as you as you get closer let's see do i want to i'm just gonna tell you you can see it as you're getting close okay. you see that around its neck it has a chain and on the end of that chain you see a key oh okay you get within about you know, 15 feet away from it and it sort of perks up and becomes aware of your presence, almost like it had been dozing off Uh or taking a nap or something but its neck snaps up and it sort of locks eyes with you and raises an eyebrow questioningly. Do you say anything? Uh, Octavia will be like, hello, we were sent here by Alabsalon. What is up? (laughs) I get myself up here. (laughs) I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> each to each other. I didn't know how to respond to your last quip from Carhoon, so. Um, it looks at you and it just says, I guess you're probably looking for this, huh? And it uh, grabs the key and sort of jingles the chain on its around its neck. And the key is like half the size of its torso. <laughs> Really, it's that huge. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a comically oversized key, but it's like a big old skeleton okay. key. key. Uh, can I tell from this distance what material that key is? You can. It is silver. Octavia will say, "It seems as though I am. Uh, we, we, you probably know more than we do. Can we have it?" <laughs> you think it's going to be that easy? Now, if you want this, you're going to have to take it. And then it just turns and bolts of into the Of course. Maze. Okay. And as it moves, it's almost like like Quicksilver-esque, like little crackles of lightning oh, behind so it. And fun. it's moving inhumanly yeah. fast. Yeah. Like incredibly fast. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. As it shoots off into this maze, what do you and Carhoon do? Okay, are we rolling any sort of like initiative-y type of time sequence, or how are we doing this mechanically? Uh, I will, if... Uh, just, are you giving chase? Yes. Okay, then we're going to do some initiative. All right! Stuff. All right, so roll me some of that. All right. Uh, Octavia's initiative is... 18. That's pretty good. Thank you. Uh, Carhoon's initiative is... Ooh, 9. This thing... Uh, zips into the maze. It's it's 
it it is going first. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not going to run this necessarily like combat okay. because uh, so far it's unless you want to get aggressive. No, and, it like, doesn't. Try to kill it. No, you, yeah. you may. Uh, and also, I it would be incredibly hard to run this with like an actual maze. So what, I'm going to sort of run this like a chase per kind of the rules they give in the Dungeon Master Guide. But sure. I think I'm going to simplify things. So we're still going to go in rounds, and we're still going to give, like, uh, you know, initiative order to things, but instead of, you know, playing it out exactly like you would in a combat, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. going to be more like, kind of be like a skill challenge type thing. Sounds good. Um, each of everybody's turns, they're going to basically do, like, get to choose one thing to do. Okay. And if you need some inspiration or some ideas, you can, like, roll perception or survival to try to track this thing through the maze as it's kind of whipping and turning, or you could use something like insight to try to predict what their next move might be to try to cut them off, or uh, you know, find a shortcut to to catch them at the pass, or, you know, try to use athletics or something to push past your normal speed and go even faster, use a spell or ability, blah 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 blah. All all these kinds of things that you could do. Cool! Oh, this is fun! This is is different than what we've done before. I like it. To catch it. And to catch, uh, I am envisioning that you're probably going to have to, like, grapple. Okay. But um, we can come to that because you may have spells that I'm not aware of. <laughs> so it darts into the maze. Just You and Carhoon are standing there, and Carhoon looks at you, and you look at him. All right. I am going to um, say Carhoon. Uh, get on my back, and I'm going to unleash my spiritual wings, and as a bonus action, I'm going to tie, turn into a dire wolf. Ooh, dire wolf. How fast do dire wolves go? 50 feet. That's pretty fast. And they All have right. keen sense. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. Thank you. All right, so you turn into a dire wolf, which, is that a large critter? Yep. Large beastie. Very nice. Big old large uh, beastie. Yeah, I kind of imagine it more back. of a giant, like a, th- those big fluffy white dogs, like uh, Samoyeds, or that are just gigantic. I know they don't really look like wolves, but I just like big, very fluffers, very much fluffies. Okay, I'm like anime illiterate, but isn't there like a big white wolf thing in one of those movies? Oh yeah, in Princess Mononoke. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly that. Is that an anime? Uh, there's no, debate it's as to whether anime it's an like anime. Shows, like right? it's it's not made anime. by Studio Ghibli, Excuse so me. is it Ghibli or Ghibli? Um, there's disputes about that too. I've always I always grew up saying Ghibli. I I could be wrong, but it's that's the way that I always pronounced it growing up. So, oh, cool. It could be Ghibli. And I've watched I've watched up to the Cell Saga in Dragon Ball Z, and that is. <laughs> I mean, and the first season of Castlevania on Netflix. Didn't we watch Hell's Moving Castle together? That's right. Do movies count as anime? Well, see, that's that's the kind of question mark as to whether or not it counts I think I, I ah. do not know I'm sorry I'm I am way outside of my realm of expertise here let in us any know case, yeah in kind words if we're very wrong in both our pronunciation and in our classification of various uh, animated media as anime so but yes yeah, so anyway. I'm gonna turn into a giant uh, giant white wolf uh, but I do have wings, so in case I need to fly, I can. I'm going to proceed on foot, though, and before she wild shapes, she's going to uh, be like, you know, Carhoon, get on my back so that we can both go that quickly. All right, uh, Carhoon hops on your back. 
Do you want Carhoon to do anything as you rush into this maze? Because that was your turn. This is Carhoon's turn. Correct. Yes. And so I would like to go my 50 feet into the maze. Mm -hmm. If he could, can he do a, a perception or insight check to try to notice the crackling of that energy that the creature was giving off or something like that? Yeah, yeah, that would be perception. Perception, okay. He is going to roll a perception. <laughs> Natural 20! Very nice. Alright, uh, Carhoon gets a, a firm eye on this crackling trail and he points it and sort of grabs a tuft of your fur and kind of directs you in, in the way that you need to go, like, left here, Perfect. right here, Perfect. go straight. Blah, blah, blah. Perfect. Oh, that's a cool That's a cool sight, the idea of Carhoon on the back of this giant white wolf with wings, like... Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. <laughs> pretty dope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so it comes back to the top of the round. Alrighty. This thing is called a quick lean. Quick lean. Appropriately. Yeah, that's perfect. I was wondering, because I was like, is it an imp? Is it like a fairy? It is a little quickly. And you um, said it was blue, right? It is blue. And it didn't seem aggressive at all. It was just kind of like, this nope. is my job to get chased type of thing. Yeah, it's got okay. like a little sword dagger on its on its Aww. belt, but it wasn't like coming to kill you. Okay. Running very, very fast. Well, I like this idea of a like collegial chase as opposed to a terrifying maze chase that someone's <laughs> chasing me I'm glad that we're doing the chasing, chasing in all honesty else, yeah. exactly yeah. Um, yeah so it is going to I mean it's, it's just going to keep running and running and running and you can't actually see it at this point because it's still weaving its way through these uh, through these hedges but it's it's going to do something to try to make itself more difficult to find or follow okay. the chase. Okay. So, Octavia, what do you do? So using my keen senses, I want to do a perception check either relying on smell or on hearing as this wolf to try to locate it. Oh. Or to try to locate the direction we should go. Okay. Roll your thing. And do you get advantage on that because you're a wolf? Correct, I do. Ah, nice. Well, good, because that was a natural three. And... Mm -hmm. Okay, that is 17. 17. Um, you're, you're sniffing the air, you're following. Uh, Carhoon gave you some pretty good directions, but uh, you're, you're actually having a hard time figuring out exactly where it went at this point. Okay. So you, you can't get a good beat on it yet, but you're going in the... Or we'll say you maybe know the general sense of like yeah. it's going generally this direction, but I don't know exactly what turns it's taken, so I'm going to keep heading in the direction where it, it's likely going, but you might not be exactly on the same path. Okay. We'll say that. Okay. Uh, so Carhoon is, is on you, and what does he do? Mm. I mean, can... I mean... Unfortunately, you know, he doesn't really have any, like, findy spells or anything. He doesn't have any spells except Shock and Grasp. Yeah. It's like finding, that's what I meant. Like finding spells, you know, like. Yeah. He's going to just do another perception check as well. Okay. Um, let's try this again. Ah, oh, that's only a seven. 
Yeah, Carhoon. Carhoon. Great. Doesn't really know exactly where it is either. So you guys keep racing into the maze, sort of generally like, I think it's going this direction, but uh, you, you have maybe lost the exact trail of it for the time being. Okay. All right, so we come back to the top, top of the round. round again. Yep. It's kind of fun. These are going quick. <laughs> it is going to... Okay, it does another something. And so you you and car, you and buddy, the car, car talk. Kari Kari Hoon Kari Kari Hoon What you do? You're... you're you have sort of lost your bearings. You're not entirely sure where this thing that you're supposed to be chasing is. What do you do? I'm going to do another perception check with advantage. Okay. All right. Well, that's a natural 18. And let's see if I roll a 20. Nope. All right. So 18. That would be a 23. 23. Yeah. You get a. You take a minute. You maybe like pause and just sort of mm-hmm. sniff the air and try to I feel like out. the electricity that comes off of it would give us sort of, you know, that that kind of like electric smell, like in a thunderstorm type of thing. You get this, the faintest whiff of ozone on the mm-hmm. breeze and uh, you your keen canine nose points you in the direction you need to go and you're like, oh, I got him. He's going this way. And Perfect. What does Carhoon do as you seem to have found your bearings again? Can he, like, hold or something? Is there anything that he can do to help me go faster? I mean, not really, so... Uh, get creative. What kind of skills? Maybe he's trying to persuade you. Maybe he's trying to intimidate you into going faster. Maybe he digs his heels into your side and... I don't know. I mean, can he... If there's, like, a low-lying branch, can he, like try to, because I'm pretty, you know, I'm big as I'm large as a, as this wolf, dire wolf, can he like if there's somewhere that I need to go and I'm like it's going to be faster to go through the hedge I mean, not that I can speak, but if he's seeing me just like plowing towards a hedge to go right through it as opposed to like following the path, can he like chop a hole or something or can he remove a low-lying branch that would have hit me in the noggin or something um, to make my path more clear so I don't If trip. you're trying to go through a hedge, sure. I'll say he could probably like grab his axe and lean real forward and try to hack his way through. Yeah, Maybe. something like that. Yeah, it's it's a game. It's just fun. <laughs> Why Let's do not? It. I'm sure it happens. You're in a magical world. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, what so do you think s- he would roll? I mean, he would probably roll strength for that or dex, depending on how tangly the... Yeah, you can roll a strength, sure. Well, he rolled a natural two, so that's Ooh. a seven. It's a seven. Yeah, that's not great. Um, no. He, he reaches forward, and you'd be surprised how hard it is to cut the path in front of something while you're on his back as it's running, and he, <laughs> he maybe gets a couple twigs out of your way, but you guys kind of plow through, and you feel like it took a little bit longer, and and you may have been slowed down by this hedge that you were trying to bust through. Okay. All right. Top of the round. All right. Okay. It does another something. You're up. That Followed by Carhoon. You're still you, you're you're following it. You have an idea of where it is, and you're chasing after. All right. Well, since I have a relatively good idea as to where it's headed, I'm just going to take this entire action to dash. 
So that'll be 100 feet as opposed to 50. Let's have you roll an athletics as you're just putting all of your force into running because I, I need like a number to... Sounds good, yeah. All right, what die has betrayed me less today? <laughs> I have not rolled with any sort of grace. This is a time that I really wish this weren't a family-friendly podcast. Uh-oh, what'd you roll? I rolled a one. Man! That's You're like me in the first couple episodes. Third one that I rolled. Oof. Today! Yeah. Yikes. Man! Ah! So I rolled a one. Yeah. You I did. mean, in total, it would be a four, because this a is four. not... Com- you know, so... Yeah, that's... That's not. That's not great. That's not good. So you you run and you do your full hundred feet and you're moving as quick as you can, but you you just feel like it's not quite enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carhoon, recovering, spits a twig out of his mouth. <laughs> and uh, what does he do to try to narrow this gap? As you you maybe have like the faint tinge of electricity in you in the horizon that you can see like rounding a corner. Um, he's going to, you know, he's a scholar, and so he is going to hearken back to all his years of, of training and try to be like, oh, do I remember anything about these, these quicklings you said they were called? Yes. You know, like, oh, do I remember that they, like, have any particular quirks or particular, you know, tendencies? So he is going to try to use, like, intelligence, like, recall, like, history, recalling what he'd studied. Okay. And then communicate that to me and be like, oh, they really like, I don't know, left turns. I don't know. <laughs> they have a, a cultural fear of the right, you know, the right hand or something. I don't know. Uh-huh. Something like that. Is that? <laughs> so he's going to roll an intelligence check for history, you think? Yeah. Then let's do history. That's a 21. 21. I was almost hoping you would fail so I wouldn't have to come up with something. <laughs> Sorry. Like, uh, um, let's see. Okay, here. I'll say that they, uh, Garun reaches back into his memory banks, into his education, and seems to return to uh, a day in the lecture rooms of Professor... Dingleheimer. I should not have led with that. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Dingleheimer in the class of uh, Fay 101. And <laughs> he has a brief flashback of uh, the esteemed Did- Professor Dingleheimer. Did he have a lot of pimples back then? Poor Carhoon. Poor Carhoon. He was going through a, a phase with some acne, but he had, he had long hair. It was in his eyes, but it's all good. <laughs> um, he had braces. It's it just a, you know, he was very self-conscious back then. But oh. <laughs> uh, he remembers poor, esteemed, regal Professor Dingleheimer uh, lecturing on <laughs> these quickling creatures, a, a creature of the fae. And he, he remembers one factoid that he remembers is that um, they... You know, they move very 
very quickly, and life general in general like seems to things are boring for them, so they they want to mm-hmm. spice life up as much as they can. So, Carhoon uh, seems to remember that that they don't like to do the same things more than once, oh, okay. which he would he would uh, parse into terms for you guys in the context of this chase that like this this thing's probably not going to make like two right turns in a row it's probably okay. going to like alternate to, to try to keep things fresh it's like not like right, going to go in a right. circle yeah it's not going to okay. make the same choice two times in a row okay so that maybe helps you guys narrow down some yeah, choices. some choices okay well that's definitely helpful thank you <laughs> thank professor you professor Dingleheimer. <laughs> all right um, and uh, sorry, what university <laughs> was that at again? The dang it! Um, there is no, there is a university in Illustria. I have this written down. Hold on, you ask this, but I have a lore answer to this question. Oh, hey, that's actually that's good. I don't actually know that. So Illustria, I I think I do. Shoot, I I know I have one. There's like the Illustria uh, University, but I can't remember what it's called. Anyway. I'll, All right. I'll, f- I'll find it at some point. <laughs> I just don't no want to waste too much time. Yeah. We're just definitely going to leave all of that dead air in the episode. Definitely. <laughs> oh, did you hear the cat? I just heard a little cat meowing. Anyway, it is... I'll find it. and It'll, it'll come to me at some point. Anyway, so it. All right. Carhoon does that. He relays this information to you, and I. Okay. Uh, so this thing does another something, and it comes to you. All right. All right. So Carhoon told me that, right? Yes. So what I have. I was thinking of just dashing again this turn if I, because I still thought that I had a good beat on him from my last perception check, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now with this knowledge that. Carhoon just gave me about not doing the same thing twice. I would be doubly inclined to just continue dashing. Okay, yeah, roll another athletics for me. All right, hopefully I don't roll a one. Oh my gosh. Not good. That's a nine. I rolled a six. I'm like, come on. Like, holy cow. Like, come on. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I've rolled six. So badly today. Oh. I, well, that's that a non nine. Unfortunate. Yeah, that's gonna be a. Uh, that's not gonna be a success. But Carhoon. Does Carhoon like give me advantage or anything with that knowledge? No, I'm counting these as a. It's it's, it's a thing where you need like a certain number of successes versus failures. So, Carhoon's thing counts as a success. Man. Okay. Well. But it is Carhoon's turn. Okay. Well. He is going to try to, um, well, this dice is also going away. The dice that have been kind to me are slowly not becoming very many. Um, he is going to... I think it's literally just called the Mage's Academy of Illustria. Oh, really? Well, that's that's a... That's what I have from the previous campaign. Sorry. Oh, well, perfect. All right. Good old Professor Dingleheimer from the Matrix right. Academy. Professor all right. Dingleheimer. All right. Now all we right. know. Sorry. Back um, to the present. Can he do something like, I don't know, an arcana check to try to be like, oh, I hear the, I guess that could be more perception-y, but to try to like, I don't know. I'm so fascinated with this like kind of electric stuff that the 
creature is emitting every time it like moves so quickly and try to like hone in on that is that sure i'll I'll allow it because it's interesting thank you yeah go for it oh my gosh it was like on a 19 and then it rolled onto a nine so that is a 14 oh man i didn't think this was gonna be that difficult yeah (laughs) i'm rolling the dice do not terribly i'm this big dog i'm this giant well, not technically. I'm this large wolf who apparently just is tripping. I'm, you know, like when dogs are running in mud or even better, you know, they're when so dogs, excited that they're just yeah. like, or like when dogs are running on like marble or really shiny wooden floors yeah. and they're running too quickly and then their paws are just like Slipping. flopping over under themselves. This is yeah. what I'm imagining. At first, Aww. it was this majestic mental image of like, oh, this this great wolf with this with this elf atop it, you know, charging into into the fray. And now it's just like, I'm a pupper and I'm falling. It's gone from definitely from the sublime to the ridiculous very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, okay. yeah. So he uses this Arcana check. He rolls a 14 to try to kind of like hone in on that electrical charge that it keeps yeah. emitting. Um, he, uh, 14 unfortunately doesn't do it for him. He's not. He's not okay. able to hone in on anything. <laughs> uh, we come to the top of the next round, and uh, as this creature is weaving its way, uh, we'll say it... I, I rolled poorly. Uh, so we'll say Yay! it sort of like comes around and crisscrosses and sort of flashes perpendicular like across a pathway in front of you. Oh, where it wow. would be very, very far ahead of you, but it sort of made such a such a... Uh, a path through this maze that it's sort of intersecting your current trajectory mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you sort of catch a glimpse of it as it dashes off. So, that is what it does. I've been rolling well for all of the other ones. Okay, well, I'm glad really that well. you <laughs> rolled at least once poorly and I appreciate it. <laughs> so oh, man, I needed that. Alright, well, with um, having had so many poor rolls... Yeah, I, these checks are going to be easier because it rolled so bad. Because it was so bad. It rolled so it rolled very. Oh, poorly. okay. Um, how well it rolls directly relates to how difficult your checks are. Oh, that makes sense. Let oh. me behind the screen. Oh, I like that. Lift in the veil. Um, so now that she's seen it, um, can she just kind of dash up to that crossroads that she saw it going towards mm-hmm. and, sure. um. She's maybe going to do a, I don't know, like a dex. I mean, can she keep just doing the? I feel bad rolling the same like athleticsy type of thing. Yeah, tell me what you want to do because it is interesting to use a wide berth of skills. Exactly. So she um, saw it, you know, running perpendicular to her, and so as she's running mm-hmm. up, she's having to make this really uh, tight cr- uh, turn, a really, you know, not even a right turn. It's a even uh, less than that. Uh, like sure. a classic Pittsburgh turn where you're basically like flipping back on yourself, but it's technically a right turn anyway, but and then you also have the angle. like, exactly. And then you also are like, not this right, take that other right and just like yep. follow the person's arm who's pointing to which direction they need to go. Yep. Um, so she's going to take an acute, this sharp uh, right turn. And so she's going to use her dexterity to, you know, plant, you know, one side of her body and kind of like a skier in this 
now canon very muddy ground just kind of like spin herself around to continue galloping after this little creature. Sounds good. Well, that's an 11. That's at least in the double digits. Well, hey, it rolled really poorly. Good. Uh, So that is actually (laughs) a success. Oh, thank goodness at this point, because man, oh day. Um, so yeah, you, you're, you feel like you could have done better and been Mm -hmm. more graceful, but you get the job done. (laughs) And you start shooting down this other pathway. All right. Carhoon atop your back, what does he do? Um, he's going to, um, use, so actually as a wolf, I don't have, double checking this, I don't have dark vision. Okay. And so Carhoon, uh, this turn that we just turned down, um, there are fewer fairy lights, and so it's not quite as bright. And so Carhoon is going to uh, kind of like, I mean, I don't have a saddle on, so can't like stand up in the stirrups, but that kind of attitude, like really like lean forward and take a look at the path because it starts to curve to the left. It doesn't like continue straight type of thing. And he's like, I can't do his voice, but he's going to be, he's going to use a perception check to let me know that there's going to be a slight, um, you know, slight curve to the left, which I might not see since I don't have dark vision and it's a little bit darker in this corridor. Okay, do it. I'm like, what dice do I even use at this point? (laughs) I'm like, y'all have all betrayed me. (sighs) Uh Uh-oh. That's a nine. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Fudge. I've rolled a double digits like three times. Ooh. Ooh, man. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, nine different D20s that I've been rolling. So I guess I just, it's the whole, with statistics, I just need to pick one and just stick with it, right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. probably do. Well, I'm going to uh, pick the Carhoon. red one because it's my favorite color. Carhoon does not see that. Um, he is not able to warn you in time when you sort of catch the edge of this curve and stumble into the branches a bit more. Um, oh my gosh. This, this is the this dream is, team. You guys I are mean, like muddy covered in twigs. You're like, ah. I feel like, um, like in the... Uh, like slapstick comedy movies when they're like the chase scenes and it has that like goofy goofy music yeah like yes (laughs) yes that's definitely what i feel like is playing right now because again first was like super majestic super like dramatic super high fantasy adventure and now it's just we are total failures (laughs) public domain (laughs) i I hope so because if that's public domain, it's happening. I'm like, this is... <laughs> oh, man, I've never failed so many times in one session. I don't think. Anyway. Uh, it's yeah, still fun, That is not a success for you. And you guys All are right? getting kind of tired because you've been running without much success. And this thing, you can hear it kind of like cackling and chuckling and just laughing ah. at you guys as it echoes through this cavern. And it's just like, pew, zooming, zooming, zooming. Okay. What do you do? Uh, was that the top of the round? Back to Octavia. Top of the round. Back to Octavia. Hit oh, roll. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Give me a second. I'm just like, I'm like, maybe I need to rethink my strategy here. Well, you do have wings you haven't used. You've got, I mean, other skills maybe. Yeah. So at this point, um, Octavia is going to realize that they're just def- definitely at a disadvantage here without being really able to see 
anything beyond what's in there, with what uh, you know beyond what's in the hedge to the left and to the right. And so she is going to beat her wings and um, plunge into the air, and is going to um, move only 30 feet forward. Um, but before moving, she is going to do another perception check with her keen smelling. All right, so you're flying? Yeah, so I'm flying, and this time, or maybe probably not smell this time, now that she is out of um, the kind of sound dampening that is the hedge, she's able to kind of close her eyes and just really, you know, when, like, dogs' ears turn mm-hmm. and they're just really uh, honing in on trying to listen for for this little creature. All right, roll it. All right. Is that another one? No, total of nine. Okay, okay, oh, please. Oh, okay, that's better. That is a non-natural 20. Okay, uh, you get a glimpse. You get a glimpse of it. Yikesy bikesy. He mentioned Buster. Weaving its way through this maze in a okay. sort of erratic pattern, just like pew, 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 like a little ping pong ball. Okay. Not a ping pong ball, a little uh, pin. Oh, shoot, uh, what's pinball. it called? Pin- pinball ball. Pinball. A pinball. Oof. Is it a pinball ball or just a pinball? I don't know. Anyway. Oh, I think it's probably just a pinball. Probably just a pinball, because a basketball is just a basketball, not like a basketball right. ball. <laughs> the deep questions of life. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh, my gosh. Okay, oh, you get man, a, I'm elated right now. <laughs> you get a glimpse of it. Okay. Carhoon is on your back. Okay. Um, so how far away is it from us? Uh, I mean, it's you're 30 feet up. It's, I mean, it's pretty far. Still pretty far. Okay. Still pretty far. I mean, I can't really communicate to him that much besides, like, howling or the natural sounds that a, that a dire wolf could make. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I'm flying, maybe I am, you know, barking and just kind of, like, pointing at it with my front paw. And yeah. he will... He doesn't want to hurt it, mm-hmm. but he wants to oh yeah so he's going to try to <laughs> we'll see if this works he's going to try to kind of burrow into the fluff that is on my back because now that we're up into the air mm-hmm. um, the creature could maybe see us better you know could turn around and see us in the air and so he's yeah. going to kind of try to like flatten himself along my back slash into my fur to try to kind of hide from it in the chance of potentially if we ever get close enough to be able to surprise it. So he's going to roll a stealth check to kind of try to hide in Okay. Me. All right. All right. I can dig it. Go for it. All right. Okay. 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 That's a natural 18 for a, uh, a non-natural 20. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Carhoon Sticking with the same dice. Snuggles here. himself down into your long, luxurious fur, and you get a bit of aerodynamics. And uh, he's you're keeping as low a profile as you can for a giant wolf with wings. <laughs> Zooming down towards this thing. All mm-hmm. right. Top of the round. It is running. Okay, okay. Uh, okay. You see it's juking back and forth, making twists and turns, trying to throw you off. And what do you do? Well, now that I have 
kind of honed in on it, and I'm able to really see it from my uh, height here, I am going to just dash flying straight towards it. Okay. Kind of over over the maze, not even heeding the wall, you know, the, the confines of the maze itself, just going right towards it. Okay, I would say roll me in athletics, unless you can make an argument why you should be able to roll something else. I mean, that kind of makes sense, or, or it could be... Um, how well I can fly. There is or, no fly scale uh, in D&D. Uh, or my endurance with flying, so just the pure strength, you know, with carrying Carhoon and... Well, I mean, strength and athletics are going to be the same unless you're That's proficient true. in one. That's so true. I would say roll athletics unless okay. you can come up with a better reason to roll something else. I can't really. <laughs> I okay. was trying, but I feel like I was grasping at straws. Yep, go ahead and roll athletics. Fifteen. Fifteen. Double digits, baby. Is that a total fifteen? That is a that is a total. That was a natural twelve. Hey, <laughs> not bad. Still double digits. Okay. You flap your wings as hard as you can and you uh, tuck your legs under you. You point your nose to be the most aerodynamic mm-hmm, wolf you can possibly mm-hmm. be. And you're just <laughs> zooming like dive bombing towards this little yeah. blue flash of lightning crackling through the maze. And uh, you you, you get pretty close. Okay, For the good. next few seconds, you uh, just put everything you have into flapping your wings down, and uh, you you get within about yeah you you get right on its tail. Okay, You're like within striking distance. Okay. you feel like you could next round probably try to restrain this thing. You're like hot on its heels. <laughs> awesome. It comes to its turn. It uh, looks back and it sees you like nipping at its heels. And it's Does like, Carhoon hey, not get to go? Oh, right, Carhoon. I forgot about Carhoon. Okay, yes. Sorry, Carhoon is on your back. You are right up there, and he is on your back. Well, if we're close enough, that if we're nipping at its heels, Carhoon is going to leap from Octavia's back and is going to try to just grapple this creature. Okay. Um, This is going to be, I'll say, give me me a Carhoon... That would probably be an athletics to okay. jump off your back, and okay. then you'll do a grapple. Sounds good. So, Carhoon's athletics is a <laughs> 26. Carhoon leaps off <laughs> and is like, Foo, spread eagle, and he, yeah, he, he nails this thing in the back, and then he nice. tries to get a grip on it. So, we're going to do a grapple, so Carhoon can roll his uh, athletics or acrobatics against this thing's athletics. He is going to roll athletics. So that will be a... Or it might just be strength. I'll say athletics. Athletics? Okay. Yeah. 18 athletics. 18, all right. We will see. Carhoon wraps his arms around this little blue creature and puts it in like a full Nelson. Yes! Finally! As he have it, its legs are like kicking. They're still... Running, it's like a Looney Tunes when they run <laughs> off a cliff. They're still, they're yeah. still working, but Cartoon has a grip on it. Um, and, and it's so, so he, tiny. It's so it would be it's so, so tiny. Comical. It's like the size of a large, like a small dog or a large yeah. Dog. It's very small. Um, uh, so it's running. Cartoon has it in its in his grasp as you land and sort of walk up to it. 
What do you do? Well, Octavia will unwild shape but maintain her wings and will walk up to the tiny creature and say, it appears we have bested you in speed. We are indeed fleet of foot. And for that, we will claim our prize and she'll try to take the silver key from off its chain. Um, Okay, it says... I don't know if the wings were strictly rules was written, but hey, you know what? <laughs> I like the effort. You caught me. And it, uh, un- here, here, here you go. And it unhooks the chain off its neck and, and you may take the key. Now get your giant mitts off of me. And then, yeah, just she'll th- uh, thank you so much. Uh, this is actually kind of fun. And yeah, Carhoon will let the creature go. Carhoon lets it go, and he says, it says, uh, well, man, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I've been guarding that key for a long time. Will, uh, <laughs> hmm, I got some things to think about. And then it sort of meanders off into the hedge maze. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Like, it had its purpose for so long, and then it's just gone, and uh, Octavia will shout out beyond, but to it, um, I have a family, and like Ansel, who... I don't know. Could could use an extra pair of hands for deliveries, you know, and you could run there if you want. Ah, think about it. Okay. Bye. Bye. Have a good day. You too. Thanks. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you and Karun have caught the thing, and you successfully have a silver key. Oh man. Oh my gosh. You, you so needed quiet. to get three successive successes, and man, I thought that was going to be a little bit easier. How, three, six, uh, three in a row? Three successes? in a row. Oh my gosh. And how, in order to get how within long grapple did it actually range. take? I should have been keeping track of how many rounds it was. I think like six or seven. <laughs> I was rolling so poorly. You were rolling pretty bad. I was rolling um, so badly. Yeah, so you have the key. What do you do? Right. What's up? So. We have this key um, where Octavia's wings will probably be um, disappearing soon because they only last about a minute. And so she and uh, Carhoon will trudge back. Well, she'll maybe have tried to get as close to the um, to that incline that hill back up to the antechamber as she could while she was flying so that they didn't have to figure their way back out through the maze but they're going to start heading back towards towards the antechamber okay uh you you fly out of the maze you you make your way out after some time and you walk up to the little little room and there's the portal do you go Mm -hmm. through it we do and you walk through and you're back in this circular room with one key in tow Awesome. As you walk back into this room, uh, the the ground rumbles a bit, and another one of the doors begins to slide open. Oh, which one? It is the door right next to it that says, Strong of Body. Strong of Body, okay. And we'll pick up there next episode. Oh, hey! Oh, man! I want to get through the next door so badly! Alrighty, thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. A great way for us to grow and reach more.